Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe Les. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. Yeah, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Hey, everybody, welcome to another season of Tuesdays with Stories. I'm Joe List, and over there is, uh, oh, sorry. Maybe we should try to look at each other on the YouTube. Like, I do this, and then you do that. Oh, that's fun. You're not looking, though. But wait, I don't know how they're seeing it. How's it it split on on, uh, YouTube? Uh, I don't know. Shelby does that. He can make it so we look at each other, right? Am I looking at you? I can't tell. Oh, you looked the wrong way. Oh, shit. Uh, you go one way. The other guy goes the other way. Okay. Uh, who cares? It was nothing anyways. But uh, what can you do? Hey, I was thinking, you know, your big rant the other day was such a hit. I think you might become a rant guy. What if you become like the new, uh, you're like a mad money, that guy on, on CNBC or whatever. I don't want to be the rant guy. I like being a, I fucking hate rants. People that rant are a bunch of fucking assholes. They're a bunch of cunts, and you're a cunt, and my mom's a you're fag, and my right dad's now. an asshole. You're, you're ranting about ranting. I know. That was the bit. I know, um, I know. Yeah, I mean, I've and had a rant. few a few rants out there, but um, Rant Hill, um, mm. <laughs> Rant Farm, I'm just doing ant puns. Rant but, Uncle? Um yeah, if, you know, I always feel bad after rants. Like a half hour later, yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? The, you know, who cares? I'm Whatever. The, I'm the same way. It's almost like when you were a kid and you got into a fist fight with a guy and you hit him in the face and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, okay. You start crying. You, know, you, always, you always hit the guy. Then you feel bad. It's like a rant. You always pour out all these emotions. Then you feel weird after. Yeah, of course, especially if people like after a rant or a fight or an argument when people are like, ah, I'm sorry, then you're just like, shit, me too, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to fight. Everybody's so confrontational now. It's all these comments and DMs and kill yourself and fuck you. And I don't, this is new. This is all kooky and I hate it all. Can't we just jerk each other off a little? Can't we all just get along? Get a dong. Uh... Who is that? Reginald Denny and Rodney mm. King. Which one Good said restaurant. it? I think King said it. Yes, he said it. He had like an eyeball hanging out and he was bleeding. He's like, can't we all just get along? Yeah, it's funny because I was a kid then and I never saw the actual video. I just saw the In Living Color. I didn't know that really <laughs> happened. Yeah. Like, it's, it's weird when you see things, you only see the spoof. Right, right. Yeah, good point. Good point. I saw a lot of SNLs. Like, I saw Norm talking about oj being a murderer and i was like i don't know what that's about yeah there's a lot of i'm trying to think of other sketches but there's a lot of things like that that you're like oh i i just thought it was funny on its own i didn't know about that thing yeah maybe i think as kids we were sheltered a little because we didn't watch the news as a nine-year-old i mean i know i didn't i didn't i thought it was so boring but now with twitter and anal and all this grinder and OnlyFans, these kids are seeing everything like front and center Horrible shit. I, th- I think so. Hopefully they're protected a little bit. But I talk about this about my family. My family is so bad at protecting the kid. Like we'll have a big barbecue or whatever. And they're just talking about, because everyone drinks in my family. Everyone's like, 
Did you see that guy that raped the 40 women? That was wild. And then, like, you know, little Cody's just trembling. He's like, right. what? Right. They're like, yeah, people break in the house. And, like, and I've seen it happen in my family. I mean, I don't want to name names, but they're just like, yeah, there's a guy on the loose up in Maine. He breaks right. into houses and he fucks the kids. Yeah, yeah. And it- you're like, shut up. Just shut up. Talk about fucking, you know, Clarence Clemens or something fun. <laughs> right. I didn't uh I didn't know what a pedophile was till I was 68, you know? Like ironically as a kid, you should know about pedophiles cuz they're the other demo, but like I didn't know what a pedophile was. So, you know, you go trick or treating him and, and my dad was like, "All right, have fun out there." And my mom was like, "What are you kidding? He's going to get put in a van," you know? And I was like, "Why would somebody put me in a van? I didn't get it." Well, see, yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't tell us about the sex, but we were told we did have a secret word, chocolate chip ice cream. That Ooh. was like if someone offers to pick you up. But I do remember, I tried to do a bit about this a long time ago, that the to be safe with your kids, you have to fuck them up a little bit. I guess so, yeah. Because you, That's you do have to plant that idea of like, hey, we need a secret code in case someone tries to pick you up. And I'm like, well, who's going to try to pick me up? What? Right. But and think... Oh, sorry. Uh, that's a, I was just going to say, I always clung to that more than the safety plan. I didn't think now we're being safe. I just thought, what the fuck? And I also was like clever enough or whatever to think, what if that doesn't, what if he doesn't ask me a question? What if he just picks me up and runs away with me? Right, right. Yeah, that's true. Because, you know, it was always don't talk to strangers or don't, you know, get in a weird van or pull your pants down at the park. But nobody ever talked about getting scooped. They scooped the niblets. Or napped. Napped is the only time, you, you know, when it, when it's a kid, it's the only time napped is means taken away. Yeah, he napped me. Yeah, there's no adult napped or uh, power napped. You know, it's just kidnapped. That's it. Yeah, you never nap, you know, a candy bar from the store. Right. I've napped many bars at the, uh, at the airport. What is that word, nap, kidnap? I think it softens it. Kidnap. It almost sounds cute. Yeah, it sounds like a snack. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, we didn't know anything when I was a kid, and I remember we had this friend, JP, and his dad used to beat the shit out of him, his brother beat the shit out of him, his brother's name was Travis. They were real white trash, they wore wife beaters and tough dudes, and one time my friend JP was dating a girl, and that was a big deal. We were like 14, he was fucking some girl or something, and... We went to go meet his girlfriend. That's what you did back then. Whoever had a girlfriend, you just followed him. He's like, I'm going to go see my girlfriend. You go, great, we'll go. And so right. we went to his girlfriend's neighborhood, and there was a bunch of cops surrounding this this area, and they're like, there's a, an ex-con in there. He escaped or something, or a convict, and he's in that neighborhood. And my friend JP was like, I don't care. I'm going in. I got to see my girl. And we were like, JP, no. And the cops are like, son, this is serious. You're, you're 11 years old. There's a fucking murderer in that, in, the, in that suburb somewhere. And he was like, blow me, copper. I'm going in. And we were like, no. And he went in. Wow. Anything to get laid, even at that age. I guess so, yeah. That, but I think we just didn't know the severity of it. Now, you're so young, you're like, ah, he'll be fine. What, what's a murder anyway? I've seen TV. But I remember going to see, like, you know, Candyman. I thought there was going to be a crazy black guy in a mirror with a knife. And then, you know, we would drive through neighborhoods where my mother would be like, oh, lock the door. Everyone lock the door up. And you'd be like, well, someone's going to open the door? What? Yes, yes. There was a lot of fear penetrating my asshole at the time. And occasionally the news would slip on or whatever, but like earthquake. Like I was a big baseball guy in 89. There was a big earthquake, so I became afraid of earthquakes. Ah. And uh, 
All that shit was horrifying. I love the idea of a cute little list with your big old glasses on, your cockeyed teeth just sitting at the at the on the carpet looking at the TV, and you're like, earthquake? What the fuck's an earthquake? Now, you, now you're trembling, <laughs> you skinny-ass little white kid uh, playing with a erector set. Uh, 100%. I mean, a couple of things were off. Didn't have glasses then, but what? maybe it was Legos, but uh, I always little... started wearing glasses in my 40s. Oh, I didn't know. I figured you came out the womb with a couple of lens crafters on. No, I, for a while I did comedy, no glasses, and for a minute I had the Sinatra hat, like cocked what? to the side. I Shut had a Sinatra up. phase. What? I went on stage with Get a big... Get out of here. Oh, yeah. Like, I was, I was into... The Rat Pack, when I was 18, I wanted to live and drink whiskey and smoke, and I had, it was like cocked over here, over the ah. side of my head. I was like a crooner. I'm I appalled. did about four or five sets like that, except ah. the hat I had was, cheap. it wasn't a good Sinatra. It looked more like Indiana Jones. Yeah. And the bill was like, it was like a flimsy bill. Oh. So it just looked shitty, but I thought I would be like, and after a big applause, I'd, I'd tip it and be like, ah, man. God, you're killing me here. I'm jizzing. This is so uncomfortable. I think there's photos of it, and I look back, and I'm like, I must have been such a disappointment to my family <laughs> being like, our son is a fucking fruitcake. Yeah, He's yeah. wearing a, a dumb hat. He thinks he looks like Sinatra, but he looks like Indiana, and it's just yeah, garbage, embarrassing. Plus, I had like pimples, and my face was all red because I was a drunk. It was terrible. Right. We got to find those photos. We got to get those on the Patreon. But that, how did the, you, I mean, you started comedy in uh, Beantown. How, how did you not walk in and eight alpha males go, what the fuck's this dude with the hat? And they take it off and they throw it across the room. Then you're jumping up trying to catch it. Yeah, it wasn't, that wasn't far off. I think maybe I only did, like I said, a couple sets and somebody it was probably Lamont or somebody was like, you got to ditch that. That's ridiculous. Or yeah. what are you doing up there? Uh, but also, when you're like really new, you're at open mics, and everyone else is pretty new, and so it wasn't like I was hanging out with, you know, Tony V and Mike McDonald. Like there wasn't, I wasn't around high rollers at the right. time. It was a bunch <laughs> of other schmuckheads and homeless people. Right. Well, I got sco scolded so bad when I started comedy because uh, the the big guys, like the high rollers, as you say, were like these big black guys. One guy was named Red Bean. We had Cornbread. We had Carrie B. Yeah, this is New Orleans. And I showed up in flip-flops one day, and they were like, ah, look at this fucking honky in the flops, you know? Never wore flip-flops again. Then I showed up another day in shorts, and they were like, ah, look at those fucking chicken legs, you fucking uh, cracker, whatever, and I uh, never did that again. Yeah, it's a learning uh, process, but I was just thinking about that where somebody, I forget who I was talking to or I saw, ah, I can't remember what it was. I can't put my finger on it, but it was somebody and I just thought, you always think like, man, if this person walked up to the cellar and it was Keith and Voss and Bobby, oh, I mean, they would just be over. They would just have to leave and never come home again. I know. I put a blazer on once and got trashed. I, I'm, I, you just got to go low key and, uh, you know, uh, blend in. Yeah, it's no good. Anything bold. Sarah has a really funny bit about if you want to wear a new hat, she's like, I got to start on Halloween, get a costume <laughs> that has a hat, and then just leave it on and slowly get rid of the rest of the costume. Oh, that's great. That's great. Because otherwise, you show up and people are like, fucking gay hat, nice hat, you cunt. What are you trying to do? Exactly. Yeah, because comics, we're so desperate for something to say. So if you have anything out of the ordinary, like even a haircut will call out because we're just like, I need something. 
Yeah, well, that's part of the reason we've talked about this before. I've never changed stylistically ever <laughs> once in my life because yes. my entire adult life has been with comedians. And even before that, all my high school friends were just like comics. It was all right. trash. Fuck you. You fucking, you're gay, whatever. Yes. So I've just always been afraid to be like, try a new jean, a new pant. Yes. A new, a new sneak. It's I, just, I'm sticking with the running sneaker and jeans. Yeah. And you want to blend in so bad. Even an apple. One time I was walking in the cellar, I was eating an apple and I was like, let me finish this before I go in or, or else I'll be Johnny Appleseed or what are you, Steve Jobs? Nice apple. You come guzzling Nazi. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's an apple. Yeah. It's no good. Um, Sunday, last, whatever it was, uh, Bob Kelly had a barbecue and, and Keith was there. Yep. And it was just machine gun everyone was getting it and i don't want to name names but uh one person was like ah, i feel like i gained a little weight and everyone's like no you look great and he's like what are you guys talking about she's fat she's a fat bitch and uh he's like what? and everyone's like fuck you keith he's like i'm telling my truth like i thought we were telling the truth are truth? we truth tellers or what he's like you got saggy arms you're fat you're ugly yeah truth to power baby uh it was it was it was refreshing though to be around uh some real shitting on but i mean this wasn't even ball busting it was just like you're fat just admit it your gut fat yeah and you're a fat person <laughs> yeah i mean the scale don't lie fatty i mean it's all right there and i sadly and weirdly as scary as that ball busting was when i see it or hear it i'm like i feel like ah uh, we always talk about safe spaces all day safe spaces scare the shit out of me because if i say you know uh or something i feel like i'm gonna get you know uh scrubbed out of existence and you know kicked out of society but if you call me a homo and, and kick me in the balls and talk about my shoes i'm like all right i feel i feel safe here yeah you like you want to a, a non-safe space for us is a safe space there it is that's I a mean, sticker you want to be able to say whatever and I, robert kelly and i were talking about this where Hanging out with our crew and comics at the cellar, the worst you're going to get is, oh, come on, man. <laughs> you get like a dude, what? Right, right. Jesus. Um, there's, there's that kind of thing. Or yeah. You kind of get like a, uh, all right, that's a little, and you're like, okay, sorry, just wanted to, my yeah. bad. I remember, I'm not going to say any names, but it's somebody we all know, everybody listening knows who this is. But we all have gone too far. We're, we're constantly fucking with each other. And one guy was like, well, that's why your dad's dead to another comic. And he was like, ah, geez, come on, man. And that was it. He's talking about his dead father. And he was like, all right, all right. What the hell are we doing? We, we went too far. And he was like, oh, sorry, sorry. And that was it. But then you right. say uh, you say Jew Jew face, and we put a, we do a press conference. The dad dead is way worse, but yet that got like a, all right, all right. Never brought up again. The guy never got fired, but... Jew face will get you put on a fucking uh, guillotine. Yeah, well, I guess it's it's all in people's uh, preference or how they want to be and live. And I understand some people don't want to live that way. Some people don't want to yeah. walk in and be like, hey, you fucking bald-headed douchebag. Your mother sucks dicks for fun. Whatever. Yeah. But um, that's where we feel comfortable and enjoy it. Yeah, but it feels but like... It feels like our side, or our, not our side, but our group loses immediately. Like their side, they're just saying that is wrong and that's final and that's definition official. Yours, whatever. Well, it makes it have to go into these certain spaces. This is where it gets tricky with social media. Because what uh -huh. happens is, and this has been discussed obviously before, maybe here and other places, but what happens in comedy when comics get in trouble 
is because like our podcast, for instance, is a safe space for people that are into this kind of talking, irreverence yes. and comedy and crazy. But if you took it and shot it out into the universe, yep. those people hear it and they're like, what the fuck is this? I mean, right. like everyone here is signed into like, we're going to say crazy shit and it's fun and we're irreverent and we talk about, you know, blowing our fathers on sure. Christmas and, and, you know, <laughs> kids getting <laughs> sexed, all that shit. But when you take it out of context, like Tracy Morgan had the one where it was like, I can't believe he said this. Can you believe he said this? And you're like, well, he said it in a basement comedy club. And right. people paid money in exchange to hear crazy shit happen. Right. And you took it and put it on the fucking NBC News at 630. Yes. And of course, you're not supposed to say it on the news. Of course. And, and if you notice, when he sat in the comedy club, the whole room erupts in laughter. So obviously, those people aren't upset. So what's the problem? Right. So I try, But I do try to be respectful of the people that want sure. that and don't want that i mean i'm at the cellar and uh you know i don't know who but some comic comes in i'm not like yeah you fucking douche nice shoes you asshole but if soda tries to bring a new pair of nikes in yeah we're gonna go what the fuck is this you fucking idiot you got your band t-shirt on that band stinks you stink you would never even heard that band <laughs> fuck you whatever but i'm not calling sd a fucking Right, you know, whore or whatever. Yeah. So I, I understand the being um, mindful of it, but then they have this idea that comedy is supposed to be a safe space or comedy clubs. Right. With that, which physically it should be a safe space, but this idea of joke safety, kooky, kooky. Yeah, I don't get it. I guess the uh, I guess the word is know your surroundings and know your audience. That's kind of the the rule. Like I, I'm not going to tell my grandma to eat my ass, but I'll tell my friend to eat my ass. Yeah, and uh, and it's hard to find out. You wish we had like little signals because some grandmas want to eat young that's ass. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we need like a catch, catcher thing, you know, like. Right. Yeah, yeah. Call me, call me gay if I say I like Francis Ha, which right. I do. You know. Yeah. Um, but I think we're very. Uh, I'm, I'm working on a bit about this, but I think it applies about we're. I think we're very. Maybe literal, like I, this is a years ago, I had a Tinder date and a one night stand with this girl and it was a great day. We like really hit it off, really connected and we're post coital. We're laying in the bedroom under, under the covers naked. And she was like, your Tinder photo, you look like a serial killer. And it like hurt my feelings. Cause I was like, Jesus Christ. All right. It stung. And she goes, what do you think about my picture? And I was like, well, if we're being honest, I thought you looked easy. And she flipped, flipped out like. Threw the covers off, you know, putting the shoes on in a huff. And I was like, but wait a minute. Your thing is worse. You said I look like a murderer. I'm saying you look like you're easy. I'm easy. You're easy. What's wrong with being easy? Like, aren't you kind of slut-shaming yourself a little bit here? Like, there's nothing wrong with being easy. Serial killer, I'm a murderer. Hmm, so in my man. mind, I was like, you're the mean one. It's interesting because you're obviously not a serial killer, but it seems like perhaps she is, in fact, easy. Maybe that's, it, hit her, it hit her nerve. That's the bit. Yeah, I think I think the point is I said something that was real, and she she didn't. Right. And, but that's that's interesting to me psychologically. Why that that hits a nerve? I like stuff like that. Yeah, that is interesting. But I would say you could say you could counter with, uh, well, that's not hurtful to me. Obviously, I'm not a serial killer. Also, mm. by the way, hers is very generic. Hmm. Where you're like, you look like a serial killer. I'm like, well, the serial killers of all kinds of 
looks. What does ah, that mean? Good point. How do I look like a serial killer? Yeah. You know, I, I, I always want to be like this. What serial killer do I look like? <laughs> I know. I don't know what that means. Uh, uh, ladies say that a lot, like about guys. You know, they'll be like, look at this guy I'm going on a date with. Looks like a serial killer. I'm like, well, how do you know? Like, why are you going on a date with him? And what does a serial killer look like? You got Joel Rifkin. Then you got Manson. Then you got uh, whatever his Berkowitz. name is. Berkowitz. Yeah, he's a big fat Jew up in the Bronx. And then you got like... You know, uh, Gacy, who's in a clown suit. So, yeah, they run the gam. Yeah, a lot of different serial killers. And uh, I think it's just a a hacky thing now to say serial killer. It's a little hacky. Yeah, yeah. School shooter's big now because of the the roast. That's all school shooter face, school shooter this. Yeah, Yeah. guy with glasses, immediately a school shooter. Yeah, for a while it was Harry Potter. Mm. It went from Harry Potter to school shooter. So maybe it's good that we're getting a little more uh, irreverent. A little darker, yeah. Whatever, but uh, well, speaking of a reverend, I got a I got a couple of nuggets for you there, Fatty. Yeah, put them in my ass. See if I come. So, you know, I'm climbing the walls here. You know, I, I like to keep busy, keep it shaking, keep it moving, keep it queefing. So last night I locked up two two outdoor shows. I said, let's do it, baby. I'll get the hog out, and uh, one was in Battery Park, which I think you're doing tonight. I'm doing Central Park tonight. Oh. I hope. Okay. Battery Park was tough. And then I, w- I had a show in Fort Greene. So I said, I'm going to go to Battery Park, then hoof it up to Fort Greene on the, on the scooter. And you get to Battery Park. Beautiful park. Underused park. This, it was gorgeous. It's called like the Frank Edgar Park or something. You could see the Statue of Liberty right out there. The sun was setting. The water's beautiful. It was just, it's a, it's a hidden gem in New York. Nobody utilizes this park. So... They're like, all right, you're going to go on last. A couple Tuesdays showed up, which was nice. Shlomo nice. and a couple other cats. And I have to go on last. And the guy running it goes, just to give you a heads up, that group over there is a jazz band. And they said they want to start playing soon. So we're going to try to get you up before they start playing. And I was like, ah, oh, here we go. Here it comes. These outdoor shows are a kick in the taint already. Now a band might play? I mean, come on. So... Sure as uh, my asshole smells like cheese, they call my name, and in the distance you hear, I mean, it was like next stop Pottersville. I was had the, the fucking trumpet right here, and I was like, you have no microphone. So I'm like, so Uber, huh? You know, brutal, just trying to yell, and the whole thing's ruined, and now I'm just riffing on the band because it's the elephant and the asshole, and uh, oh, it was it was a long 12 minutes. Did you try to work with the band at all? Because remember, at one point, Mike Fenoya had that gig where you do comedy <laughs> with a band. That's and you're true. Like, I was walking down, but they're not really working with you. No, no. And and you a know. band, a jazz, as you know, is unpredictable. So it right when I think I'm gonna have a pause, I get a, and then right when I think I'm gonna, I get a, so I couldn't really map it out. Yeah, that's tough to map because if you have a band working with you, yes, it's quite fun because you can be like, and then it got crazy, and then they like, whatever they get it going for you. But if they're just whomping and whacking, forget about it. But it must have been fun for at least a few seconds when you walked up to jazz because it feels like a late night or like an old school late night. I guess, but again, if you have the host has no mic, I have no mic, so it's just like, please welcome. Because now the right. band is, is, is covering the sound, 
And these poor people had to fake laugh and be nice, and they were smiling. But you know they're off. They're they're off in the distance too. It's a wide field, so you got the guy in front of you, and that's about it. Yeah, it's tough in general. I'm doing one tonight. I did one the other day. There's something funny about uh, Greg Stone pointed this out. All the people that used to have shitty gigs are like thriving because all the gigs are shitty now. Ah. So there's certain like bookers and people that are like. Great. A <laughs> shitty show in bad conditions? I've been doing this for 20 years. That's a great point, Stoney. Uh, but, yeah, the stand-up New York ones are strange because they're in the park, like you said, no mic. And uh, I just did, uh, well, this is a, this is exciting. I'm, Thursday, I'll be on WTF with Mark Marin, which was very exciting. That's big. That's lunch. It's exciting. I'm a big fan of the show, obviously, yada, yada. But... We were talking, I was talking about, he's like, have you done shows? And I'm like, I did this outdoor show, this drive-in show, this thing, this show. And he was like, uh, no, wh- how come? Like, what are you, like, why are you doing that? And there was a moment where I was like, uh, I really don't know. I haven't, I hadn't thought about it. Ah. Like, it's just, because to some people, they're like, you're doing shows during the day in a park with no microphone for people sitting in the grass. Why? Or people in their car. And I'm like. Well, that's a great question. I, <laughs> I, I think I didn't have an answer. Yeah. Because it's not for the money. I mean, we, like the spot pay is okay, but 25 bucks. And then to t- if you take the train, that's five. But it's like you're netting $17. Right. Which is fine. But you're like, I don't know. And I guess it's just, I like telling jokes. Yeah. People are like, all right, well, I, guess we're, I guess we're doing this now. I mean, part of it's like, I guess we're doing this, but also it's it's fun to tell jokes. Even on Zoom, I kind of like the Zoom shows. I I like telling jokes too. It's like the Leno thing. You like telling somebody a joke they never heard, and you wrote it, and it's something to do. What are you gonna eat eat uh, Velveeta and watch Ninety Day Fiance the rest of your life? I, I'm outdoors. Like I brought I brought the girlfriend, and she was like, "This is kind of nice. It's beautiful out. It's kind of cool, and it's not as hot and." We're doing something. I got a white claw in my hand and a boob in my other hand and a, you know, a dick in my ass and I'm having a nice night. Well, that's the thing too is they're kind of judgment-free sets. You're not so much like, ah, that sucked. But I have to say, last week I did Bel Air Diner again Mm. and it was the first time I've done a set where I was like, fuck, ah, that joke sucked. That kind of ate it. Like it was the the very first moment I've done about 10 sets or whatever it was the first, or maybe less than that, probably six, maybe. But yeah. it was the first time that I was like, ah, that bit, that's no good. And I'm like, ah, it's back. There's that feeling of yeah. like, I kind of suck. I haven't written anything. Maybe I lost it, and right. I hadn't had that in a while. So that's I know that feeling too well, and it stinks. It comes back on you. So we'll see. But the stand, I'm doing the stand on, uh, well, this, this week. We're recording ahead of time, so you missed the show, folks. But I think I might be on that with you. Yeah, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing it Thursday, last Thursday, if you're hearing this podcast. But um, I'm like, yeah, it sounds good to me. We'll do it. That one, I think they have no money because they can't charge or something. Cause yeah. It's I don't know what's going on. You get there, a meal. But... Oh, sweet. They got good grub. So... You only get that meal, don't you? <laughs> Put on last night and I slept in it. So uh, we do that show. That show is a big waste of time, big piece of garbage. I take some photos. I talked to a Tuesday for like 20 minutes. It was it was fun. Uh, and then I was like, all right, now to get to Fort Greene. I pop up. Uh, I mean, the downtown New York, it's like it's like uh, I am legend. I'm the only guy down there. You know, they got those big smokestacks. I'm going through the smoke. 
you know, through the through the hog, and I'm cutting through Wall Street and all those cool old stone buildings. You get up on that Brooklyn Bridge, da 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 da. da. It's, it's the wooden planks, you know. You're up on the hog. You got the whole city, Jerry, just right there, and it's the sun is setting. It's it's crazy. Then you get to Brooklyn, and everything gets real dark and sad and scary, you know? And this show is in, it's like the Myrtle Projects. What do you call that? Uh, Murder Ave, Biggie, Jay-Z, the whole thing. Oh, wow. So I used to live around there in 08, 07, and it was dicey. And now it's like white chicks jogging and a, and a cu- cupcake shop. It, it's it's still the projects, but it's, it's homogenized. What do you call it? It's diverse. It's a different project now. Is it? It's Project Runway. Yeah. <laughs> hey, write that down. So, yeah. yeah um, so, I go into this park, and, like, there's a bunch of guys grilling and hanging out and shooting dice and the whole thing. And I get to this, it's this big set of stairs, and all the audience is sitting on the stairs, and you're on the bottom projecting up, and you actually have a microphone that got a mechanic's spotlight on you, and it's a hot crowd. It's probably, like, 60 people. It's hot. Yeah, so, I, think, I think I'm doing that show next week. It's, it looks good. He showed me the photos. I was supposed to do it this week. I couldn't do it, but those photos, I was like, this looks magical. It was great. Some guy, Santiago, does it. He yes, looks kind of like yeah, a, a hipster weird owl. That's and, the guy, yeah. And so I show up, and they're like, all right, you're going to go on in a minute, and it's packed. Everybody's killing, and uh, this one guy's on stage. I don't want to say his name, but he's doing well, and he starts making Chris Brown jokes, and this guy in the back goes... Fuck you, Chris Brown's great. And he's like, really? You're defending Chris Brown? And he's kind of having a back and forth with this guy. I look up at the guy. He's shirtless. He's got a big old fluff of ponytail going. And the guy's like, ah, come on, shut up, suck my dick, whatever. And the guy's like, fuck you, I'll kill you. I'll fight you. And he was like, all right, whatever. Let me do my jokes. And he's, he's going back and forth. And the guy gets up and he goes, I will cut you, motherfucker. I just got out of jail. And now Jesus. everybody's like, "Ah, oh, shit!" And this guy's scared. I mean, this guy means it. He's the real deal. He's not. He's. This is not a front. This guy will cut your face. He might be the Queen Slasher. So he kept saying, "This is Brooklyn, motherfucker. This is Brooklyn. I will fuck you up." And the guy's like, "Who cares? I'm from Atlanta. It doesn't matter where you're from. Shut up." And he's walking down the stairs now. And luckily, nobody's doing a thing. This little beefy guy just gets in front of the guy and goes hey take it easy man don't don't go down any more steps and the guy's like yelling over the other guy's shoulder i couldn't believe what i was seeing it was it was bananas this is horrifying i mean i don't know if i want to do this gig now i've seen the photos but this this is a different story altogether no, i mean do I, don't, th- I don't want to fight a knife guy do the gig but here's the clinker what was so fascinating was it was it was kind of like this because it was probably 80% honkies in the audience, even though this is like deep Brooklyn. And it was like gentrification meets old Brooklyn. Like, I don't fuck around. I'll cut you. I went to jail. Like, So it was fascinating because you're like, hey, hey, see, this this is reality, folks. Like, I know it's all peace and love and whatever, but like, shit gets real here. It was, it was an interesting dynamic. Wow, that is spicy. Did you go on after this or before this? Thank God there was a lady on after, and she's from Brooklyn. She's like, I went to high school a block away, and she had a great, great rebuttal because she was like, uh, when I was in high school, all the guys would come here to fight. This was the fight spot, and now, obviously, it's still in the air or whatever. And uh, the guy just left eventually, but he was pissed. Like He would have cleaned that guy's clock without even thinking about it. 
that's what's scary about these shows is there's no doorman. You're just in the park. I mean, like, you could have just homeless people, which there's plenty of. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they could just come right up and shoot you, stab you, shank you, trick you, push you, moon you. I mean, they could really ruin the show. Yeah. Soon ye. And behind me, so I got the, you got the guy, the, the crazy ex-con guy, and then behind the stage or whatever was a, a stump and a, ho- a, ho- a junkie was just like, so it was pretty cool. It was like, boy, this is, uh, this is old school. I got, a, I got a convict who wants to cut this guy. Then you got the junkie passed out behind you. And uh, then you got a bunch of like Brooklyn hipsters. So it's quite a mix. And they don't, these, these Brooklynites, they don't like dark humor. Like I made fun of the junkie. That got zilch. I did some, uh, some dark jokes about race. That got zilch. But then you go, I have anxiety. And they're like, ah, ha, 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 you know. They're like, okay, we can get on board. Yeah. It's your privilege to have anxiety, though, Mark. Right, right. It was, it was, it was fascinating. But uh, yeah, um, that guy, would, he was going to kill somebody. That's fucking scary. But I, I think I'm doing it, so maybe I'll get a story myself. But if that guy shows up, I'm, I'm dropping the mic and running home. Yeah, yeah, he meant business, or, and I was glad I wasn't the guy dealing with it. But it was, uh, it was a sight to see. Um, speaking of sights to see, I'll tell you a sight to see. My erection, folks. Yes, that's, that's a hell a of a nice thumbprint. Sight to see. I don't know if uh, you like erections, but I'm sure you do, whether you're man, woman, or child. I'm sure you love them. Tuesdays with Stories is brought to you by Blue Chew. You know about it. It's the first chewable dick pill. While we're all stuck at home, some of us are out and about now, but maybe when you're out and about, you're meeting ladies and bringing them back home. What's something we could all use a little more of? Human contact. We need it, but sometimes not everything's up to par on Mm. the old body. As you age, you get a little older and you get less uh, vitamin D or whatever. For whatever reason, maybe you just have anxiety. You might be a little short on erections. Well, Blue Chew is the way to go with blue chew you'll be keeping your loved one a healthy distance six or more inches away if you know what i mean folks i got a real girthy piece and uh blue chew has the same fda approved active ingredients as viagra and cialis you can take blue chew anytime day or night even on a full stomach and since it's chewable they work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises you're familiar with this stuff mark Love the blue chew. I was just talking to Shelbo about it. Uh, he's got a big, hard dong, so he's not he's not in need. But, I mean, I had a boner problem for a, a, a piece of time, and uh, it was all mental. And so I'm, I'm a fan of blue chew because it just makes that worry go away. It's so quick. It's chewable. You keep one in your pocket, and they taste good, and it works instantly. You know, a lot of these, you got to swallow it and wait a half hour and then finger your asshole. This is just bing, bang, boom. It never fails. It kind of gives you like an extra inch if I might be so so bold. But uh, right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TUESDAYS. You pay five clams for shipping. That's it. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code TUESDAYS, to try it free. BlueChew.com, finally a website that gives you an erection. Nice. Well, who knows what else could give you an erection. Maybe this will. Tuesdays with Stories is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. 
We all know that VPNs are great for safety and privacy online, but did you know that you can also use ExpressVPN to watch movies and TV you can only see in other countries? I didn't even know that. ExpressVPN lets you access the internet as if you're from a different country. I would like to be from a different country sometimes. Netflix has different shows and movies available depending on where you are. With ExpressVPN, you can unlock thousands of new shows and movies from streaming libraries around the globe. For instance, see every episode of Rick and Morty on Netflix France or every episode of Star Trek on Netflix UK. You like this stuff or what? You know about it. I love the VPN. You know, look. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but ExpressVPN is ridiculously fast. You can stream anything in HD. Quality with zero buffering. Nothing worse than buffering. You know, you're in the middle of a fucking barn burner, and then all of a sudden you see that pinwheel right up the pooper. Hate it. ExpressVPN works with many streaming services, Netflix, Amazon Prime, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and many more. And you can choose from almost 100 different countries. Visit expressvpn.com slash Tuesdays, and you can get an extra three months free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Tuesdays. One more time, expressvpn.com slash Tuesdays, and watch it all. Woo! Thank you to our sponsors. <clears throat> and also, I mean, maybe you should do the talking on this one. I don't want to break any feathers or, uh, you know, ruffle. break any high heels, but uh, ruffle. That's it. Uh, yes. But uh, we have a Patreon if you enjoy that kind of thing. <laughs> there is a Patreon yes. that uh, contains much more material. We got a bonus episode with Dan Soder, one with Stavros Halkius. We got another. As we sit here and record, we got another big guest on the docket, but uh, you never know with these Hollywood types. Yeah, we got a big fish on the reel, but, uh, you know, these L.A. queefs, can, he might jump off the hook, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But right now, he, he's looking pretty good. Well, we'll see, but he's a, he's a real get. He may or may not be on there, and... Um but yeah, he gave me the I should be. Don't you hate the I should be? I, when we record, I'm going to really trash him for this. <laughs> Are you available? I should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should be. That's what I should say. You, you should be available for this. And he's supposed to say, you're damn right, I'm there, homo. But we'll see. He is a gay man. So that's a giveaway. A little. That's, a, that's the most nugget I'll give you. But get on the Patreon. You're missing a ton of great content. We're in a pandemic. You're at home fingering your own clit. Might as well pipe it in and throw us a couple clams and uh, enjoy some extra yucks. Yeah, and now that you know it's Joe Rogan we're talking about, I mean... Uh, <laughs> well, he's bored in Texas, you know, he's got to do something. That's a good name for an album, Bored in Texas. Mm, there you go. Um, but yeah, so uh, check that out. Uh, it's the Patreon, and you can get on there, and uh, there's a lot of great stuff on there. And uh, Yeah, yeah, and you don't want to be the guy missing out, you know, when all your Tuesday chums get together in that uh, Facebook page, and everybody's talking about this and that. You don't want to be the chooch who's uh, out in the cold. No, you don't want to be a cold chooch. That's the last thing you want to be, and... Um so get in there. I don't know. What else you got to do? Yeah, here, here. So uh, let me know what you think about this there, sloppy jalopy. By the way, I heard what a jalopy is. You know what that is, a sloppy jalopy? No idea. Somebody wrote in. They said, do you know what that is? I said, I don't know. Is that a car, a jalopy? And he said, no, a sloppy jalopy is a sex term for jizzing in your hand and slapping a guy. 
Well, certainly jalopy was around before that. I, but that's a sloppy. It's kind of like the Houdini or the rusty trombone. It's one of those. Right. So it's one of those, but that means jalopy must have been around before that. Yeah, jalopy's its own thing, but you throw sloppy in. Just like a trombone is its own thing, but you throw oh. in a rust. But what's a jalopy? I don't know. Call in if you know what a jalopy oh. is. So I, you still don't know. I thought you were revealing it. I'm revealing a sloppy jalopy. I got you. The sloppy <laughs> matters. I thought that it was just an adjective, like a, <laughs> yes. a stinky fart. You wouldn't be like, that's a fart. No, sloppy a lives matter. A fart is a fart. No, I got yeah. you. Yeah, so that's that's what this kid said. But who knows? He could be he could be doing those on the street and, and getting his ass kicked. I don't know if he made that up, but that was the rumor. All these years, I've loved sloppy jalopies. I had no idea. <laughs> Woo. That's how you get the Rona, is, uh, is somebody hitting your face with their own semen. But how about this? So I ho- I've told you about the hobos are running rampant out here. It's, uh, it's, it's Thunderdome with the, with the derelicts. Oh, I've been down there. I was at the cellar the other night. And that, that one woman with the short hair, you know, that little lady that's there? Yes. We've seen her together. I mean, she makes like six visits every 10 minutes. I know. She must be cleaning up or not cleaning up. I can't tell, but she's just making the rounds all day. She hits you up. I'm like, hey, I'm the same. It, she must look at like uh, people like the, the background of an old cartoon. You know, it's just the same shit in the background. Yeah, and by the way, she hasn't cleaned up in a while from the footage I've seen. I mean, she is a uh, stinky lady. Yeah, she's got a branch in her hair and a, and a leaf over here. Yeah, it's not it's not looking good. But So me and the gal are sitting down at a, at a nice outdoor establishment having some Thai food in the heat. Not a great choice when that tum-yum is burning your asshole. But uh, this lady comes up, you know, tum normal. Yum what's that? Ah, sorry. I said tum-yum-bum. Oh, hey. That's a good uh, wasn't, porn. wasn't worth it. I apologize. That's fine. I don't want to miss a thing. So we're eating our uh, spring roll or whatever, and this lady comes up, normal-looking lady, I don't know, 35, and she's got a little five-year-old, six-year-old in tow, and she goes, hey, you got a dollar. And I, you know, I pull the old, uh, ah, I got no cash. Keep it moving, sister. And she goes, well, it's her birthday. And I was like, ah, oh, geez. And the kid looks up with the big eyes and goes, it's my birthday. I'm six or whatever. And you're like, ah, oh, Jesus. And she, she's planted there. She won't leave. You're at the table, so you can't leave either. And she's like, ah, oh, it's her birthday. And I'm like, oh, yeah. All right, well, I don't have any cash. She goes, I got Cash App. I got Venmo. Oh. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And, and my gal is a real kind sold queef. So she's like, all right, what's your uh, what's your Venmo? And she just pulls her phone out and does this shit, and it's got that QR code, you know? Jesus. And so you hover on the QR code, and we're like, okay. And I'm so mad at this point. I'm so angry that I was just like, all right, we got it. We'll, we'll send it to you. Just keep, you know, let, like, let us eat. And she was like, all right, thank you. And she walks away, and I was like, don't send her a fucking dime. You, she pushed it. You get you get the nice thing, you get the uh, the sympathy, the kid birthday, which is probably made up. But once you push it, you're out. You 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 lost your shot. I agree with the push. And by the way, what are the chances it's the kid's birthday? Just of, that one day happened to be the birthday. Of course, every day is her birthday. I'm sure, and it's tricky because there's only so much you can give. So. And then you don't want to play God and be like, not you, but you, but not right. you, but you. But sometimes you're just eating. You're like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm eating. You got to beat it. And that one lady we were talking about earlier at the cellar or wherever in the village, 
I can't tell what's going on there, but it's hard to express. You're like, we're the same people. I know. We, uh, you just talked to us. You were just here five minutes ago. I, I know. And and then the other one is you get hit up 19 times by 17 different hobos, and you want to go, I gave that guy a dollar. I can't give you a dollar, too, because I've tried that before, and it doesn't go well. They're just like, huh, what? I don't care about other things. I just want my money. And you're like, I know, but I already gave a bunch of people money, and now you're coming up. You're not the first hobo I've seen today. I hate to tell you that, but uh, it's true. Yeah, you got it's it's a it's a tricky thing and you do. I think we've talked about that before. You wish you could have again the chip. We need all kinds of chips or lights or signals. <laughs> yes. One that's like I like ball busting, you know, that's a, right. that's a pair of t- nuts and then one's like I already gave it's a trash bag. It's like I already gave money to somebody. Right. You know, whatever it is, it, almost like in college football, you get an interception or whatever, you get a sticker. You fill your helmet Oh, we should all right? have helmets with stickers. You know, there's. I got 41, gave a homeless guy a hand job stickers, and I got three, I don't mind, you know, the C word stickers yeah. and yeah. whatever. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're honest. When I was a kid, I wore a helmet because I was retarded. But yeah, but how about this? Whoa, look at that. I mean, yep. the people at home can't hear this. Oh, sorry, sorry. I just stood up and showed my dick if you're at home. No, uh, some fan, uh, a Tuesday, sent us a, a stack of shirts and he sent me a, a, a vintage Larry David headshot. This has got to be from 75 or something. Wow, that's great. Yeah, pretty cool. I, I've worn it for like three days straight. I can't take it off. I, I love it so much. Oh, that's fantastic. What I don't a know who terrible looking it. guy. Oh, hideous, hideous man. Probably why he's so uh, funny because he's got to look at that in the mirror. But uh, whoever sent it, please write in, call in. I, I want to say a thanks. How are these people getting your address? What the hell's going on here? Well, now that I got the uh, the place I can't rent, I'm sending. That's my PO box. I'm sending everything oh, over there. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh. Eventually, someone's gonna move in. They're gonna be getting <laughs> pictures of uh, you know tits and retard cock and a, a picture of a dump. <laughs> I know. I'm worried that they, I'm gonna show up over there and fucking you know Tuesday 508 fan number 99 is gonna be just sleeping at the doorstep. Yeah, that's uh, that's a little. Nerve-wracking, I would say. How, how's the uh, shopping going, by the way, with that place? Not good. We've already lowered the price once, and I'm staying where it is because I can't go down any further. I'll get I'll get raped on the mortgage. I mean, you can use it as an office, I suppose, right? Ah, I guess I could, but we're showing it, so I don't want to be in there, you know, writing the word "come" on a piece of paper, and some lady comes in. I'm like, oh, hello, don't mind me, you know. She's she got she's got to see the place. Well, someone's got to let her in, right? I mean, if you're showing, you put away the cum. You swallow the cum. I guess you're right. We got a, we got a realtor guy. He's a real uh, real go-getter. This guy's a chatterbox, to say the least. But he's he's a hell of a realtor. He name drops like you wouldn't believe. He's like, oh, I sold uh, Bono a, a butt plug last week. I'm like, oh, good for you, you know. But uh, he's, he's a hell of a realtor. It's a, such a fascinating job that these jobs, I feel like, I'm sure I'm wrong because I don't want to be like one of these guys that's like, oh, I can do comedy. I'm funny at the office. My dick's small, and I told my dad about it, and he laughed or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but it's a good bit. A real, <laughs> I like that. A realtor. <laughs> a realtor, which doesn't even. I always thought it was a realtor. I can't tell how many syllables are in that word. Oh, I don't yeah. know what's what. It's like but, nuclear. Is it nuclear? Nuclear. I don't know what's going on, and what are we doing with the Ness in Wednesday? Wednesday? No, it's wed, wed. Wednesday is the best. It's, it's wed, the Ness, the day. Wednesday. I know, but the, the, the Ness is silent. 
I don't like a silent nest. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Silence is violence, baby. I'm telling you. The the N, it's like Brett Favre. The N belongs before the D. I don't know N. why it's Wednesday. It should be Wednesday. I think it's just old English. You know, like God be with ye turned into goodbye. Well, whatever is going on with Wednesday, I'm not happy about it. All right. And, uh, it's February. Yeah, that's <laughs> a whole other one. Black history. I don't know what's going on. But anyways, uh, the realtor, I mean, I feel like I could do that. You show up, you walk oh, yeah. in, you go, here's the door. This is a nice door. And then you go <laughs> in, you go, look, at here's the bedroom. It's spacious. And, uh, you know, you can fuck in here. And then there's the closet. You put your clothes in there. I mean, how hard is it to sell a home? I guarantee you could do it. And I think that's why a lot of like people get out of rehab and they're like, I got my real estate license. And they put on a pantsuit and a clipboard and they go show off a bunch of places. They make a million dollars. Every every Tom, Dick, and Queef face is doing real real estate. Well, yeah, it feels like the house sells itself, which I'm sure is a saying somewhere in the Bible or whatever. But <laughs> it definitely feels... Deuteronomy. It definitely feels like the house... because. I mean, I bought my apartment. Ed Larson, the comedian, was like, hey, you got to see my apartment. There's, a, there's one opening up downstairs. It looks just like mine. He showed me his apartment, and his girlfriend's panties were there, and there was a dump in the toilet. Yeah. But I was like, I get it. I can picture it. Perfect. Right. I'll take it. Right. I mean, same with the car. You went in with the car and just said, I'll take it. You didn't sit in 18 cars and put the stick shove up your ass. You just said, all right, I'll take this. No, and by the way, as expected, I'm sure... I'm running into little problems now, my, 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 my buying thing. I don't know where the windshield wipers are. I don't know where the speed stick is. I don't know where the Speed fucking... stick? That's a deodorant. <laughs> what the hell's going on? I can show you where the windshield wipers are. <laughs> well, whatever. You know what I mean? I'm going to back up. There's a beep and a queef, and I don't know what's what. I had to go get a photo inspection for the insurance company. A photo it inspection? Was so, it was so emasculating. The, the insurance company needs photos to make sure there's no damage and whatever. Mm. So I went there to get the photo inspection, and it was so emasculating. It's like a young girl, attractive woman. She's like 22, Latino, and she's Ooh, like, you got the... Uh, the speed sweeps in there, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. And she's like, you got the leather boops? And I'm like, I don't know what that is. She's like, you got the backup tits? And I'm like, I, I don't know what anything <laughs> is. I'm like, just go look at it. It's red. That's all I know. <laughs> it's got four wheels, you cunt. So she came out and did a little checklist and took some photos. And then even then, she handed me the thing. I'm like, and who is this for? This is for the registration? She's like, no, the registration. And then she looked over. She's like, you have a registration. It's right there. And I was like, oh, I don't know. She's like, you're Yikes. registered. You have a license. She's like, this is for the insurance company. She's like, do you know what you're doing here? And I'm like, I have no idea. They told me to drive here at 10:30 on Tuesday. Wow. Well, you should know the registration in case you get pulled over as a, as a black man. You might get pulled over, and you want to have all that ready. Well, I have that shit in the glove compartment. I think I stuck that in my ass. I, I don't know if I need an easy pass or whatever, but uh, but one. I'm definitely. I don't know where anything is in the car. All right. Well, maybe we'll do a a fun video of you finding. I want to film you and you going. You're like, oh, here's the, uh, the the turn signal and the the wiper fluid jizzes on your face. That could be a fun little little uh, you know Laurel and Hardy. That's not bad. Hey, here comes a fart. Maybe it'll be funny. Here we go. Oh, it was oh, terrible. It was a damn. little snapper. <laughs> smells weird, but it's not. Wasn't funny. Uh, Sorry. I didn't get anything. But yeah, yeah. Oof, stinks horribly. Yeah, get the car. Come down to the cellar. We'll share a wing and an ice cream and, a, and get a milkshake with two straws and live it up because uh, what else are we doing with our lives? But yeah, yeah, like those cars. I mean, 
That's why I like old cars. It's got a blinker, it's got a steering wheel, it's got a radio, and that's it. Now they got cruise control, and I, I don't get heated seats. Who needs a heated seat? Oh, you're crazy. Have you used one in the winter? They're unbelievable. I mean, are seats that cold? I've never gotten a car and been like, God, the fucking vinyl. Jeez, it's freezing my tits off. Well, it's not the seat that's cold. It's the earth and the life uh, that's cold, oh. but it heats you immediately. It's like laying I down see. on the hot sun. It's, it's quite quite nice. You can really uh, toast up quick. What's a fun but, trick to do is in the summer is you, you slyly hit the passenger seat one and then ooh. let them heat up and they think they're all fucked up. They think they're having a stroke and then you go, ah, I got you with the thing. I guess, but I feel like you put a heated seat on. I mean, I, when I was a kid, I grew up with an electric blanket. That thing warmed you like a, like a fat mom and I'd feel like I'd doze right off to La La Land. Well, yeah, I guess you got to try to stay awake. That's uh, that's tricky. But some of them, by the way, have the cooling seats. I've been in what? a fancy car. They got the seats that they blow cool air. Ooh, I like that. That I like because there's nothing that's worse nice. than getting that hot car. Well, it's the same principle, but no, the seat heat is seat heat is good. All right, all right. Seat heat is good, but but you know what I mean? Like The steering wheel used to be a round wheel with a horn in the middle. Now it's a round wheel with 19 twitches and tweaks and queefs all popping out of it, little levers. Well, this thing has a thing I had never heard about, and this is pretty cool. It has a um, there's cruise control, but this is another button that keeps you the same distance behind the car in front of you. I like that. So normally, when you got cruise control going, if the if the asshole in front of you is slowing down, right. you got to take cruise control off and slow down or right. whatever. This one just goes, I'm eight feet behind that guy, and That's then you genius. just cruise behind that guy. Hey, some people need that in their human body for a little social dist. I I agree with that. Yeah, I told you my idea for the the car. Please, probably a long time ago. This is probably a rerun, but I think this idea is good. The brake light system goes by a tone of red or a like a ten lights oh. that show you how hard the person's hitting the brake. Like an amber alert, it gets darker. Exactly. So I've definitely talked about this on the pod, but I don't if remember you this. just touch a brake slightly the brake light comes on yes the same light that comes on if you slam on the brakes so how often are you driving and you see brake lights and you go ah yeah and then you realize they're just fucking slowing down a mile per hour it should show the the urgency with which they're hitting the brakes interesting well see i don't see color so that could be tough but if you make it like an eq like you you're saying you show the whole the whole uh up what do you call it uh Grade, gra- graduating, a gradual rise. Yeah, like like a phone battery, oh, the phone reception yes, thing. Yes, like a Heil. A vertical, yes. I see. Oh, that's good, man. I like that. That's a pretty good idea. I think I've even thought you could have green lights for when they're accelerating because sometimes if they're just cruising, you can, you can then you know, all right, their foot's off the accelerator now. So they're mm. slowing down even though they're not braking. Ooh-wee. That's gold, baby. This is something. Maybe Elon Musk can take this, and this will be the evidence that I invented it. The only problem is it will it'll cut down on uh, aesthetics because you know you want you want a nice sharp brake light, but how big would it have to be to have the variations? You know, like the EQ. Well, I don't know, and I think the other issue would be safety because they'd be like, no, no, we don't want that. We want people to fucking brake when they see brakes. That's a good point as well. Because they teach you in driving, if you see red, you should be covering the brake at the very least. You should be right. slowing down in some way. Yeah. But you know why whatever. it's red? I learned this from uh, Neil deGrasse Ty. 
No, I assume it has something to do with ladies' periods. It is, yeah. It's it's a miscarriage, basically. You see, your your brain thinks blood, and it just thinks like, oh shit, bad problem. So you you hit the brakes. That's why is, traffic lights are red that say stop. Is that true? That's what he said. Oh, no kidding! Wow. Yeah. So he he also said that means if our blood was green, red would mean go, and green would be stop. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, he's good. He's good. I like that guy. Yeah, he's something. I did Conan. He was on. He didn't Ooh. seem to like me very much. Ah, well, I did his his radio show, whatever it's called, Cosmos or Cosmo Kramer. I don't know. And I was Cosmo. pretty blue, and he was not into it. Yeah, he didn't like my shit either. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I walked over. He had a little puss on his face, and it was a bummer, but what can you do? Uh, he seems um, like he does all the fun podcasts. I don't know. I, I'm... I can't imagine him being uh, offended or anything. I don't know if he was offended. He might have just thought I stunk. Oh, all right. Well, that I could see. Because some people stink, and they're not offensive. They just stink. Oh, there's a lot of that. Yeah. My dad. But <laughs> um, yeah. we we got to start to wrap it up here, but I want to say prob- the fans have probably already seen it on social media. We have an official date for the special. It's this Thursday, two days from now, August 6th. On YouTube, it'll be Comedy Central's YouTube. They threw me some dough to, for, to cover the costs, and they're sticking it on their thing, and they got several million uh, subscribers, so I'm yeah. hoping that means something. And uh, the trailer's up now, and that's already got comments saying trash with four A's in the middle of it. So um, <laughs> Sorry get about ready. That one. We're doing a <laughs> premiere. It's premiering at 9 Eastern. Six Pacific on YouTube, Comedy Central's YouTube, and uh, I'll be there doing whatever you do. I don't know. I think I'm in the comments, and I comment yes. back when people say trash. I say, hey, take out the trash. My father's gay or whatever. <laughs> Yaggity yak. Don't talk back. So uh, that's 9 p.m., and I think it helps if people are watching it like an event, like a TV yes. show. Yes, it does. That's good. Yeah, it's good for the algo. So 9 p.m. Eastern, 6% Pacific. And uh, sorry, I had a little stroke there. Oh, yeah. Be there Thursday, YouTube. And you know the drill. You guys are the best fans in comedy. Give it a thumbs up. Give it a comment. Mention the podcast in the comments and say, hey, great. And share the fuck out of it. Give it to your mother, your aunt, your sister, your dad. Eat them all out and watch it. Watch it a few times. I mean, can you watch it multiple times? Does it give it extra views? How does that work? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch it over and over and just let the fucking thing play. You know, even if you're taking a a diarrhea dump, just leave it on your laptop. Leave it on the TV. And the beauty of the YouTube is you get a link. Share that puppy. Send it to your mom, your dad, incest, whatever, and just spread the love. And we got to make these big, folks. Like, we are... We're a couple of comics just trying to make it out there. We can't obviously can't get on, uh, you know, the Amazons and the HBOs. So uh, throw us, throw us a bone, and let's. And it's good. I've seen it. I saw it live. I can't imagine how it's going to look with that crisp color correct and the nice sound engineering and all that nonsense. So I'm, I'm going to be watching. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited. So uh, check it out. Get excited. And that same day, I'll be on uh, WTF Ooh. with uh, Mark Marin, which is. Perfect. Excited, which to me, I mean, I was nervous all day. It's like bigger than a TV show, that thing. Wait, you did but it already? I recorded it yesterday, yeah. How was it? Ah, shit, I know we got to go, but... We got to go, I got to go, I got to make this gig, but uh, it was fun. It was good. It's hard because 
you know, he's going through a lot, and uh, he's he? had a lot of conversations. Yeah, well, his his life partner just passed away oh, like two months ago. Right, 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 right. So he's having a really tough go of it. And also, you know, you're talking, you're like, the guys interviewed Obama and Seinfeld and uh, everybody. Yeah. And you're just going, yeah, I was, uh, I really wanted to be a comic. So Ah. he's just, I'm like, he cannot possibly be interested in this. Right. But um, he seemed to enjoy it. His producer said that uh, he enjoyed it. And uh, he watched the special, which was exciting. Uh, oh. First person to see the special is Mark Maron. Wow. Now, was he mean? Because sometimes he can be a little, a little gruff, a little cutting. No, I didn't find him mean at all. But I could tell, and you could he- when you listen to it, you'll hear. I think he thought, it seems like I was like an alt guy. He doesn't know me. He doesn't ah. know my act. But he said, he's like, you're a wiry guy with glasses, New York. I think he thought I was like an alt, woke nerd. And then we started talking about Boston, and I started with all the same sort of people that he was around. Yeah. Not that we started together, but like when he started, it was all, you know, Mike, Mike Donovan, Mike McDonald, Tony V, and, he, and Don Gavin. And he knew I came up with those guys, and I worked all those VFWs and one-nighters that he worked. And then... Um, he found out I was friends with like DePaulo and Quinn and I was a drunk and he's like, oh, now I see what's going on here. I see. And so that was fun because it felt like in real time, he sort of was like, I, I get it. Right. And he was like, I was watching the special. And he's like, this guy's got some fucking teeth, which I appreciated. Yes. I think he was talking about my crooked teeth. but uh, <laughs> He's talking about the choppers. So it was nice. It definitely felt like by minute 40... He had a lot more respect for me than minute one. I think he was like, all right, this guy's got something going on, so I guess I'll talk to him. Right. And I it like seemed that. like by the end, he was like, oh, okay, this guy's the real deal. Oh, hey, all right. A little, little uh, redemption at the end, and uh, he found out the real you. Yeah, so that's how I sort of perceived it, and, and he said he enjoyed the special, and he laughed a few times, and... Uh, you know, I felt for because I've spent so much time listening to the show, and I know him so well from the show, but I don't know him personally at all, so it's hard because you want to be like, I'm so sorry for what you're going through, and fucking, you know, you, you just want to be, uh, you just want to be friends because it's a comic. Yes. And uh, so it's weird to kind of do an interview, and uh, but I think it was good. I hope he enjoyed it, and I hope people enjoy it. And we discussed this on the podcast. If you're a fan of this show, you're going to listen to it and hear a ton of shit you've already heard, mm. but just we talk. He said this before W on WTF, and uh, I was quoting him. But you're like, just hear it all again, and just wait for everyone else to catch up because most yeah. of the people have never heard of me. Even right. though you've been listening to me for years, you're gonna have to right. hear the shit in the shoe and the drinking and the thing again. Yeah, but, that's uh, a good point. Just, Bear through it because the other fucking 350 million people haven't heard about it. Right. And right now I'm topped out at about 40,000 fans and I could really use. Yeah, well, you we know, do. The, we're 50, guilty. <laughs> well, we're guilty of that too. I mean, how many Larry David interviews have we listened to and been excited about? And then you're like, oh, yeah, you got on stage, everybody, you walked off after two seconds, you were a cab driver, yeah, Fridays, you know, we know every fucking millisecond of that. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's going to be that. So maybe. It's funny, I'm like coming apart. I'm like, don't listen to it. It stinks. It sucks. You don't want to hear this. But uh, but no, we had some laughs. It was pretty good. So that's on. Uh, you can hear that Thursday morning and then at 9 p.m. Eastern. Go watch the uh, special on YouTube and I'll be there sobbing. 
Yeah, I can't wait. And, and we're all going to watch the, in real time. And last thing I'll say, it's one of the great things about showbiz is you listen to that show and you get to be on a show you're a fan of. That's one of the beautiful things. Those are rare moments in show business. Yeah, it's crazy. It was exciting. So, um, yeah, it was awesome. So check yeah, it out. Yeah. I got to run because I'm going to be late for a spot. I can't believe this. That's I got to leave. 20 minutes late. Don't even Don't even fret. I know, and Sarah's on the show too, so I'm responsible ah. for getting her there on time. So well, don't you uh, have the you got the the Sentra? I got the Sentra, but the gig starts in 30 minutes. You got to park. I got to figure out you know oh. how to start the thing. <laughs> Watch out for those windshields. <laughs> those wipers will get you. All um, right. I'll see you so in hell, Fatty. Good, go kill it. Right. Take it easy. Comedy. Weep. Crazy a lot. Fuck. <laughs>